Just so. Two. Oh! Johnny Machine, Jared, episode 20, bro. You made it to episode 20. We made it to episode 20. Machine, how you feeling, man? Good. How you feeling? Feeling great. Ready to rock and roll with this podcast. Uh, We have another special guest in the house. My very good friend, Jared McCulliver. No, how do you say your last name? McGriff Culver. McGriff Culver. I'm not blocking for you anymore. (laughs) I'm I'm pushing pushing people into me. Uh, Jared, we don't say, I don't say your last name ever. I know you as Jared. You're a freaking tank. I appreciate that. I know you from uh, flag football. We talked about flag football Competitive plenty of times. flag football is not the stuff you play with your buddies in the backyard. Exactly right. We we talked about that before. We had Benish on okay. not too long ago. Big Ben. Yeah, Big ben. Skinny Ben now. Skinny Ben now. Skinny Ben now um, for sure. Yeah, so we talk about flag football. It's got a perception that it's, you know, sissy, <laughs> right, if you will. But I, when I started playing four years ago, and we started fairly at the same time, right? Yeah, About right, four years right ago? Right after, yeah. Yeah, four years ago now. And, uh, man, it is some of the most intense football that's not professional football. Yeah. Speaking of, let's get right into this, man. You come from a strong football background. And um, what's going on here? Oh my god (laughs) You come from a strong football background And um, just tell me a little bit about it You played college football at Mizzou You had a little bit of a professional highlight Um, I was kind of blessed to be in a football family I guess you can say Uh, My dad played at Eastern my older brother played at Northern. I uh, won up Eastern them. Illinois, clarify. Yeah, Eastern Illinois, Northern Illinois. Um, I won up them both and went to University of Missouri, uh, where I walked on and actually played all four years. It was pretty good. Nice. So what, going in high school, you played in Chicago? Uh, Donner's Grove. Donner's Grove. South. Yeah, local product. So it's pretty nice, pretty fun. Uh, powerhouse school. Well, they kind of had a rough few years. What year did you graduate high school? Uh, 2008. 2008. Yeah, and then what did you guys do? Did you win state? No. Uh, we're actually the first school um, in the state of Illinois to go 9-0, be ranked number one, and lose in the first round of playoffs. No shit. Wow. Yeah. Who'd you guys lose to? Uh, Homer Flossmore. They had winning state. I lost to two of my cousins. The HF, man. That that school's got some stuff going on over there. Yeah. They, they do it the right way out there. So they have a nice. whole indoor facility. Yes, they do. They have a whole indoor facility, man. Yeah, I was looking. Nice. I know. I know because I applied to so many different <laughs> schools. And <laughs> and they were on my list, man. And um, yeah, I looked into them. They have programs galore. They're doing some yeah, good stuff over there. They're doing nice. But anyway, so um, you walked on at Mizzou. Yes. What made you want to do that? That's crazy, man. That, <clears throat> it's a crazy idea. Think it about is. it. To play um, Division One ball. What were like? What were the people looking at you, scouting you? Well, actually, I I went and played baseball my first semester in college. Um, I was what? getting looked at by a lot of major league scouts, and uh, if you go JUCO, oh, I didn't know for you played baseball. baseball. You know, kind of fun fact. Yeah. Um, if you go JUCO, you can get drafted right away. Uh huh. Um, so I went JUCO. Me and my uh, JUCO coach got into it. Um, so I just decided to go back to play football. As in, like you guys just couldn't get along. Yeah, I couldn't get along. We had kind of disagreement on you know different playing time come spring. Yeah, I was yeah. Just like, well, I think I deserve this because the numbers I put up. Um, but uh, yeah, it kind of worked out. It was a blessing in disguise. What's like your passion though? Are you more into football when we were growing up? Were you more into football or baseball? My so passion you- was football. Um, I was a natural baseball. So if my mom was here, she'll probably slap me in the back of the head and say I was dumb <laughs> for leaving baseball. Um, but I was really natural at, at baseball. What um, position did you play? I was uh, right, right in third base. So corner and then corner and in infield as well. So corner outfield, corner infield. I was I moved pretty fast for a big guy. Yeah, I, I was just telling Sabri before the podcast <laughs> yeah. started. So we play flag football, and you know I'm five nine, 
200 pounds, a little under 200 pounds. When I get next to you on the football field and you have a football in your hands, I don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> if you're running at me like that, man, I don't want anything to do with you. You're too big. You're too big. Um, and I'm getting phone calls galore. It's some fucking bullshit. <laughs> I don't want to be bothered right now. Like, I don't get phone calls all day long. And then the second we start the podcast, this is some bullshit. Um, but yeah, you're big, you're athletic, you can move, you can catch the ball, you play slot receiver and flag. You're you're fu- really fun to watch. I'm, I appreciate you know, that. It's fun being out there with a bunch of good guys. And I send that plenty of times before on this podcast. It's something that I love going out to do and you know hanging out with guys like yourself. But yeah, you're how 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 much do you weigh? Uh, right now I weigh two sixty five. Two sixty five yeah. and solid, just. Yeah, solid I wish I was solider. So yeah, but but about two three weeks, by the time I get to the nationals, I'll be down probably fifteen pounds, ready to go. All right, let's explain that a little bit. Let's talk about flag <laughs> nationals, okay? Flag nationals is where everybody—it's it the mecca, dude. It it's the down. mecca of flag football. Everyone meets up at this national tournament in Orlando, or it used to be in Orlando, and then it got moved to Tampa, and now because there was issues in Tampa last year, now we're going to yeah, be playing in Sarasota, Sarasota yeah. right? Um, so every single flag football team in the nation from every single division, men's, who women's, think, who thinks they're good, go. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, can anybody go? Yeah, I mean, anyone can make yeah. a team and go. Uh, yeah, you can make a team. I think it's like do like one tournament. Or whatever area and that like qualifies you. Okay. Um, certain places, if you if you win certain tournaments, like your your bid gets like paid for you to go down there. So like our All bid right. gets paid for us for. But I couldn't like make a team tomorrow and just go. You have to qualify first. Okay. Yeah. And then you go into like the D level, and then you have to win at every level at nationals to get moved up a level. Okay. So when you see, wait, go ahead. So you have to like you can move up if you want to, but if you win, you automatically get bumped up. So like, okay. if you get a team like you'll start at D, and then like if you win there, they definitely put you in C because you're you already won. Um, the highest level is A. We're the only A team out of state of Illinois. Windy City Hammer. Windy City Hammer. The yeah. best. The best. The best. Um, yeah. We crush yeah. everyone I've, I've in, in Illinois. Yeah. So we, we, we do our thing up here when, when everyone shows up to our games. When we're we're rolling like 12, 13 deep, it's a struggle, but we make it happen anyway. Yeah. For real. Um, like there are times where we come out there and we have like 11 guys that got to play both ways <laughs> and yeah. in, in, in Illinois tournaments and we, we usually win handedly. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, yeah, quick, quick, quick! Shout out to Four Locos. They got they got the last last tournament on us. They but, did, but yeah, they did. So. <laughs> I was out of town for that tournament. You know what, yeah. dude? I ran into Mike Palermo at my school uh, yeah. after that tournament, and I, I was confused. I was like, did I see a championship picture with Four Locos? I was like, uh, yeah. you guys won. That was the tournament out there. I was like, God damn! I was in Denver. Yeah. I missed it, and we lost by a point. Right? We, we lost by a point. Son it was. Yeah, I'm not going to speak on it because I don't like to sit there talking <laughs> about it. But when we get back, there's there's going to be a lot of a lot of revenge on 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 the field ready to come for that one. Yeah, I can, I can um, see it. Coming. I got I actually I got I got uh, stitches put on my lip for that one. Did you really? Um, yeah, yeah. that dude that wears the face mask, that face mask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I got I got nice, hit nice, you in the face. Yeah, huh? I got nice little nice little little quick jab to to the lip. So it was. It was, it was early sneaky, Christmas present. It was a sneaky good move. Like it was uh-huh. one of the moves I've done before, like wearing pads, right? Because um, it's hard for referees to see it, right? Um, but yeah, so nice little stitches. So that was nice for me to sit there and, and have a little urgent care visit for that one. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fun time. It's, it's a great way to get out the house for me. Stay active. Just mm-hmm. Keep keep the competitive juices flowing. Oh, that's for sure. Like you got to <laughs> just let your inner animal out out yeah. there. That's that's fun. And then to do like a, you know, to hang out with a group of guys that have a common goal. There's something like that's that healthy about that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, it's great. I love doing it. It's fun. Uh, I love the kicking position, especially man. <laughs> Danny, shut up with kicking. <laughs> but it's cool. It puts me into a little bit of a you know an unknown element. Love doing it. Um, 
anyway, so you played at Mizzou four years. Mm-hmm. How was that, man? That's pretty exhilarating playing in front um, of a lot of people. Man, it was traditional. Uh, playing against good teams. Playing first start in the Big Twelve, so playing Oklahoma, playing Nebraska, playing Oklahoma State's. Um, playing Texas, it was like some like surreal games yeah. to, mm-hmm. to be there and be a part of. Um, my first game was versus Nebraska. Um, I remember like warming up and Nanami Kinsu walks on the field. I'm like, oh my god, this is the tank. Yeah, and it's like, just, sure. just watching this guy on, on tape on film, it's like you're about to be a first round pick, yeah, top five pick, and it's like it, it's pretty amazing watching these guys on film and studying them and seeing their craft and. Then watching them like during a game, I don't care who you are. I'm gonna try to take your head off, but yeah, um, you gotta have to get in the mindset. But yeah, but yeah. I, you know, before and after the game, it's like you respect someone who right. who, who puts in the time and effort. Um, you know, playing guys like that. Um, what was it? I played with teammates like Alden Smith, who's I think is probably probably like a top ten defensive end. Sheldon Richardson at one point was probably a top five defensive tackle. Um, like James, monsters, you're yeah. talking monsters yeah. now, man. Guys are ridiculous. that made a stink in the NFL. I mean, yeah. they made people so know who they were. It was pretty nice going. I mean, in practice, because like playing offense, like going against these dudes. I, I mean, you know, shout out to Coach Cool from from Mizzou. I forgot where he's at now, but uh, you know, we, at one point it was called like D line uh, D line U because we we had defensive linemen that was just you know coming here and just wrecking havoc. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had guys like Jeremy Macklin, Daner Alexander. Uh, Jared Perry, um, for I mean, we were called the wide receiver U for a long time too as well because we had wide receivers that was just eat everyone up. You couldn't cover us one on one. What was um, the, what was some of the like? What's the highest? What'd you guys achieve? Any? Did you win any Big Twelve championships? Um, what'd you guys do? Any uh, they won. So we won a couple of Big Twelve North championships. Um, I wasn't. They won one right before I got there. Um, Sugar Bowl. They won that twice. Um, like my bowl games, I went to it was like Texas Bowl, Independence Bowl. Nothing too crazy. Um, but like all the gear was pretty nice, so like I, I, I know one of the big things like cause so my senior year we went to the SEC my senior year, mm-hmm. and so uh, we were really trying hard to get to a bowl game because all I heard was like the bowl gifts are ridiculous when you're in the <laughs> SEC. Yeah. Um, so we we just missed it by a game, but it was just it was just we we're trying hard to get to a bowl because I was I just want to see what what the difference what was, year? and then like the next year they went to the they went to actually the the uh, what was it the guy was at Texas that wasn't a Sugar Bowl. Um, down in Dallas, one of the million bowl one games. One of the huge yeah. bowl games right. out there, and I saw all the gear. It was pretty sick. Uh, but it's great what they're doing there now. You know, the state, like a, a new part of the stadium is getting built. Um, everyone, like we have a new softball, new softball stadium. You know, it's 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 great to sit there and be be part of something that's growing, getting bigger. So uh, this yeah. year, I plan on going back to the uh, the spring game to kind of see more. Ah, uh, cool. And bring my family down there because they've yet to see a game. They keep on bugging me about yeah. it. So, um, so I have to get back there and, and hang out for a little bit. On cool. The stopping grounds. Yeah, man, that sounds awesome. And look, let's talk a little bit about the training that goes into it because uh. you're all right. So like. I mean, I brought you here because you're a fitness guy. You're a trainer. You're you're um, you work at a CrossFit gym. You own your own CrossFit gym. Um, and part of like what I want to do with this podcast is get people in here that you know have a knack for fitness, that have some knowledge when it comes to exercise. Uh, because frankly, people are tired of me talking about <laughs> exercise constantly. So just you know, let's record a good conversation. You know, when it comes oh, yeah. to exercise, I like bouncing ideas off of people, understanding like what their philosophies are and how I can take a little bit of your, you know, your experience, you know, playing football, playing professionally, playing division one football. And like, how can I apply it to my training? How can right. people hear this and be like, Oh, that's interesting. Maybe I can spice up my training with that. Or maybe if someone doesn't <clears throat> know about exercise at all and wants, you know, something that they can get them into, oh, yeah. you know, 
I love hearing what people got. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So give me some of like the things that you were exposed to when it comes to training when it came to playing Division One football. Um, so when it comes to training, so before, you know, to get to the make it there, I was uh, I was in the gym at a young age because I have an older brother who's seven years older than me. So mm-hmm. I want to do everything he did. Um, like my dad played played college ball, so he kind of knew a lot what to do and get us faster. Um, so from push-ups to pull-ups to teach him how to squat and deadlift at a young age, probably nine, ten years old. Um, it's kind of great. Make have a great foundation. So when I stepped in the gym towards yeah. high school, it was like nothing new, uh, nothing different. Um, there's a there's a um, there's a hill um, in Palos Hills. It's an old tobogganing place. Um, I used to go there from run time, hill sprints. Run hill sprints. Dude, hill sprints are so awesome, man. And it's awesome, but it sucks when you're a ten year old. <laughs> like, yeah, right. it's, it sucks when you're a ten year old. But looking back on it, like some of the greatest like memories I do have, like with my dad and. Um, just kind of get me prepared for life. You know, he was always pushing me, always sit there and make me do the extra rep even when I'm like, I, I feel like I can't walk anymore. That's like, great. Um, so, like, that's kind of the basics of it. Um, fast forward to um, the reason why I got into, you know, training and what I do now is because my uh, our old head strength coach, Pat Ivey, um, you know, he kind of told me I had a knack for, for helping people. I had a knack for, um, you know, saying the right things and, and motivating people. Um, I didn't want to wear a suit. I didn't want to sit there and have a, a uniform to go to work. Yeah. Agreed, um, and uh, so I, I've, I realized that, you know, the next step is be able to sit there and mold younger minds and help people, you know, get their goals and reach one to reach. And so uh, I've been training for a little over 10 years now. Started when I was in college, training high school kids and then carried over to adults and still high school and junior high and a few college kids I have. Um, I love CrossFit because it's it's anything under the sun. So like if mm-hmm. you think about it, like you can do it in a CrossFit gym. Some places it's like we only box, so we only do kickboxing. We only do, you know, high intensity cardio. We mm-hmm. only do a few things. Um, not to bash other companies, whatever. I don't want to name anywhere because people get <laughs> mad. Um, but you know, in CrossFit gym, one day you might be doing a heavy back squat, the next day you might be climbing ropes. Right. Um, and then because it's different, so I might be great at something that's that's that Danny's terrible at, but the next day he might kick my butt in something. Um, and there's always a a nice friendly sometimes not so friendly competition towards it um, we have a lot of we have a lot of guys in the gym that are extremely competitive um, there's got, definitely that type of atmosphere when yeah. it comes to CrossFit or like yeah. when someone talks about CrossFit they talk about the CrossFit community first first rule of CrossFit always talk about CrossFit yeah right but sometimes <laughs> but sometimes it rubs people the wrong way yeah. you know like it's yeah. got that negative stigma when in all reality like the style of exercise is beneficial to the human mm-hmm. body now people can argue the contrary where it's too much it's too grinding on the joints and, and that's when you have a bad coach like so, sure, and that's, sure. And that's that's one of the things I've I've been to hundreds of boxes traveling. Um, I do some public speaking as well, and um, you know, seeing the different style of coaches and like I, I don't intervene when I go to places, but it's like I'm I'm really worried about a lot of members in other places because people can get hurt doing repetitive movements the wrong way. Yeah. Um, our members at our gym, we have 15 year olds all the way up to 65 year olds. So it's anyone can do it literally. Um, my 12 year old and my seven year old do workouts with me on the weekends um, in the CrossFit gym as well. So any age is able to do it. We have CrossFit kids. You can sit there and get a certification for that if you want no to CrossFit shit. kids. <laughs> um, but you know, if it's your first day in the gym, I'm not gonna have you do what, you know, what someone's been in the gym for four years with us. Right. Um, yeah. we're, we're gonna build you to there. Definitely gonna have to build gonna you sk- up. We're gonna, we're gonna scale it down a little bit, do lesser weight, um, modify the movements to kind of help you a little bit so you're not you know, taxing the body that way. Um, but I truly feel like CrossFit is the best thing for the world because it's constant muscle confusion. Um, I tell people all the time, your body is smart and dumb. Where it's smart to a point where, you know, it'll figure out ways to, um, 
slack off and burning calories. So if you're always running a treadmill, your body's gonna figure out a way to sit there and not always burn the same calories. Even mm-hmm. I don't care what the treadmill tells you, like it's, you're not gonna burn the same thing because your your body's gonna be smart to it. Sure. Um, at the same time, it's kind of dumb in some ways the body works. So it's like really crazy. So it's like the the body's a magical thing, um, but it's always something different. So you know we might have a um, you might be doing cleaning jerks, so explosive movement, so working the hips, working the um, the, the all your, your major joints, and you know the next day we might be doing handstand pushups. People are like what handstand pushups? Like yeah, you're upside down working working the, the shoulders. Those are definitely not easy, man. They're not not easy at all, but it's a fun time. A fun time. We saw Alex on his little video doing that one day. Yeah, um, right. So, so I, I, he's I, actually coming on the podcast next week. Sweet, awesome. Yeah, we're gonna have a good one. I'll, I always, always go back and forth with one of our teammates too, Alex. He's, yeah. a, he's a firefighter and uh, he's he has his own gym as well. So we go back and forth, but um, it's. It's a great thing. It's, it's it's nice. A lot of guys on our team actually are in the fitness, so we talk about different mm-hmm. things and why it's beneficial, why it's not beneficial. Um, I have a lot of like I have a lot of personal training clients that kind of switched over into CrossFit. I tell people all the time it's it's a cheaper personal trainer. Um, I have personal training clients that do you do it always in group sessions? It's always small group sessions unless like no one shows up. So if you come to like a class and like no one else is there, then it's great. It's like a one-on-one session. I'm, I've had a few of those. Um, some are kind of rough on those because some people aren't really talkative and yeah. personable. So it's like yeah. you kind of sitting there listening to music. While well, you guys out. are probably like running like crazy and hitting the weights. There's not really much time to talk. No, there's always yeah. time to talk. There's always time to talk. <laughs> um, so like the way it's, it's an hour class. The way it's structured is. Uh, it's a, it's a, you know, about 10, 15 minute warm up. Then you have probably like 15, 20 minutes of strength. And then you have your, your Metcon. It's called a metabolic con- conditioner. Um, so some are short, like that's like 10 minutes, less than 10. Some are medium, 15 to 25. And then some are super long. Um, so let's explain what goes down in one of those like 10 to minute sessions. <clears throat> a 10 minute session. Um, or like you, that 10 minute Metcon you were saying. Right, Metcon. So Metcon. like today, uh, today's Metcon or, or WOD, a workout of the day called a WOD. Um, WOD. Yeah, WOD. Yeah. Uh, today was a uh, was a ascending and ascending ladder. So you start with 50 cal row, 10 setups, and then you go 40 cal row, 20 setups, then 30, 30, and then 20, 40, 10, 50. So you're working way down on one of them, working way up. Right. Um, so you're hitting you're hitting kind of two different things. Like so, like a row machine, like an erg. Some people call it erg. Shout out to Austin. He's a, he's a he's a he's a crew guy. He's a rower. So if I call mm-hmm. it a rower, he gets mad. Uh, well, the, dude, that that <laughs> machine man is awesome. It's super low impact and it gets low your impact. heart rate sky yes, high. Yes, and, and it's an interesting movement too. You know, it's a lot of that that push pull. It's, it's movement. a full body. It's a full body movement. Full body workout. Um, I got my mom into back into the gym probably. A little over two months ago, so she, she's she's been in the CrossFit gym and she's loving it. She she talks about it. She she brags about it. She understands the rule number one of CrossFit. I always talk about CrossFit, so it's pretty nice. Um, but uh, yeah, so like it's it's low impact. She hates it sometimes, but she understands it. Kind of it's a kind of a full body movement. It gets her going. Um, so everything's different. So today, like they they did uh, they did like heavy back squats and then they did like a cardio workout, sit ups and rowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know someone like me where you know I can I can kill and have have big numbers on my back squat and then I'll put up a crappy time on, on rowing and sit ups because I'm not really like a huge cardio person, mm-hmm. but I'm a jack of all trades, so I probably won that one too. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you, I mean obviously when it comes to competition, you're up there. I mean uh, the I'm trash talk, yeah, the I'm, trash talk on the field, the intensity on the field. I don't start that, so stop that. Right. I, I only finish you're it. You're right. You're right. You're right. I only finish it. I'm sure. quiet. I'm a quiet guy until you talk to me. You sound like me. I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah, always listening. But that's interesting. So you have these little ten minute things where it's constant, like, and if people don't understand like what cross- CrossFit's like, it's just gigantic supersets, giant sets, constantly. Be, yeah. Chi- giant sets within giant sets. Yeah, or whatever. could be. Yeah, could you be. Know? And so everyone's different. Like you know, there's. 
Um, there's workouts where you go hard for a minute and then you rest for like two minutes. You know, and and people are like, oh, and so that that workouts where you try to kind of get that spike in your heart rate to kind of like get that intensity, um, get that get that high calorie burn, and then you bring you back down, we spike you back up again, um, and that's and it, it's different every day. Like I can't sit there and stress that enough to everyone. Where you know all our members, besides a few, they come they come literally like some come Monday through Wednesday. They take a break Thursday. You see them Friday Saturday. So I see them five to six days a week, and you know they hit it pretty tough. And some days they're like, I I didn't think I got out of bed today, but I'm here. And there's some days where like that felt really really easy, but I'm still tired. Sure. Well, like that, I mean, look, what you provide is that accountability piece, mm-hmm. you know, not to mention the knowledge and devising workouts and all that stuff, but you provide people accountability because right. a lot of times people can't hold themselves accountable. They can't wake up and get to the gym by eight o'clock because they don't have that mental toughness. They don't have that drive in them well, to do it. Especially when it comes to fitness. You know, yeah. And yeah. especially after a long day, not to mention the excuses people feed themselves <laughs> like crazy. I mean, you know what, as trainers, you know, as a teacher, I hear excuses constantly, you know, and it makes me cognizant of when I put my own excuses and I got to right. be cognizant of, you know, and be honest with myself. Hey, when am I really putting excuses and when can I really put forth some more effort? Exactly. You know, exactly. um, but we, we hold that accountability piece, which is super important. Um, so let me ask you this. Um, how do you devise it? Like what, like, I know it's different every day, but let's say over a six day span, mm-hmm. right? Are you making sure that you're doing squats, you're doing deadlifts, you're doing pushes, you're doing pulls, uh, you have a certain amount of presses, you have a certain amount of plyo jumps and right. upper body, lower body jumps or sprints or long runs or- And that's and that's a good thing about it. Like you, you kind of hit it where like push, pulls, presses, um, different plyometric stuff, like, you know, like the clean, because they're going to be like a plyometric because it's an explosive movement. Yeah. Um, and that's what we kind of look at. Uh, my wife does all the programming. Um, so she's like the mass mind behind everything. So ah. there's a few times where she like lets me like program stuff and I have to kill people, but um, not the whole time. But um, she, 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 that's what she loves. Like she she started the gym because of that. Like she loves that's cool. programming and spending the time to think about um, the evilness she can, she can come up with. And, <laughs> yeah, right. And, and the mastermind tweaking because everyone's different. And um, that's what a lot, of, a lot of CrossFit gyms, a lot of CrossFit owners understand that um, you can't just program for yourself. A lot of people program for like what they like to do and what they need, but like there's like 170 members, 180 members in our gym right now. And it's like, everyone needs something different. You sure. Know? Mm-hmm. And so we gotta sit there and hit everything. And then, you know, I teach the early morning classes. So I'm, I'm in there probably around 4.15 to get my workout in. And I'm coaching at 5.30. And so my 5.30 crew, crew is pretty regular. And so like, we, uh, they understand my coaching method. They understand that some of them I'm more, like, I'm more harder on and some of them I'm more, you know, more lenient and, and more like, like cuddling and coddling them sure. onto some stuff, but some sure. might be tough love. And that's um, the beauty of a coach too. Like a good one understands that. They understand mm-hmm. people. They understand the effect that they have on other people mm-hmm. too. And sometimes mm-hmm. you kind of got to pull back on someone that you know it might be a little bit sensitive. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you know you got to go harder on some people yeah. because they can take it, you know? Yeah. And that's, uh, I think, a, a characteristic of a good coach to understand oh, yeah. that. I of think course. it's super important. Yeah. But that's interesting, man. I, I, love, I love that style. Now, it's a little different. Um, well, actually, I want to touch on this topic. So exercise is one part of the, the coin, 10%. right? So let's let's go to the other side of the coin. And, yeah. and I'll tell you that I really saw a lot of changes in my physique when I really changed the way I started eating. Right. You know, like I know I was talking to you a couple of weeks ago and I was like, what's your diet like? What do you eat? You're gigantic. You're this ball <laughs> of muscle. You have all this energy. You're super athletic. You can move. You're like, whatever I want. How's that work? Uh, I mean, that was a joke, but that was um, a joke. <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, I tell my kids, I'm like, do what I say, not as I do all the time, because uh, like the way 
the way my lifestyle is and how I'm always in a gym. Uh, but cracking down on it, like getting ready for nationals, like I've, I've really harped on, you know, what goes in my body, really being understanding that um, I, I probably want to increase my proteins, increase my vegetables. Um, vegetables you know, is so important. Um, and and uh, I can't, you know, it's very hard all the time to sit there and get the protein you need. You know, I tell a lot of kids, you know, get get your body weight in grams of protein. And the kids, some kids are like, I weigh 200 pounds. Like, how am I eat 200 pounds of food? I'm like, that's why there's protein shakes. I'm like, that's there's protein, a lot of different things to understand, you know, protein bars, yeah, um, peanuts and everything like that. And, and, and uh, dealing with a lot of a few vegans that we are vegetarians, oh, one vegan now, um, that we sit there and work with and, and kind of educate on how, how it works for them. Um, so it kind of helped me expand my mindset. But Interesting, a um, vegan doing CrossFit, that's... It's, it's, it's difficult because you're wearing Darren really. on your body. Not you know really, I mean? not anymore. Like, um, you know, like talking to like I've I've met a few like high level ones that they made it to like regionals. So CrossFit, there's like competition you uh, advance on. Um, competition in CrossFit? What? Yeah, I know, right? It's crazy. Uh, but 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 the people <laughs> well, uh, refer back a little bit. Those listening to this CrossFit, if you see it on TV, those are the pros. Count those as like NFL. NBA, yeah, those, those are the pros. Those people are crazy, You man. go to a CrossFit gym, think of that as high school. You have people who are good in a gym, yeah. people who have no idea what we're doing, think of it like that. And so when you walk into a gym, you're not going to see like what you sit there and see on TV, someone snatching 400 pounds. It's not going to happen. Right. Like it's, it's it's very rare unless unless like that's their background, you know, mm-hmm. when you come to a CrossFit gym. Um, but back to nutrition, you know, there's different things to sit there and supplement um, to get that. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I know for a fact I don't get enough vegetables. Um, like on it, I was sitting right there. On yeah, right yeah, there. yeah. I um, have the vegetables so right there. Earth Grown Nutrients. It's a, it's a great, it's a great product. Thanks Do you use it? Um, I've used it in the past. Um, it's great. I, I love it's it. great. It's awesome. It's fantastic. Um, the product that I used to sit there and pay for, but I actually I just got word that um, uh, I got a nice little sponsorship. Where's First Form? Shout out to First Form Supplements. Nice. All right. Um, so it's a it's a it's a Midwest company uh, that uh, has some of the best products out there. I used them when I was in college. Um, so it's it's I'm I'm blessed to sit there and, and be able to get get stuff for a heck of a lot cheaper. Yeah, for sure. Supplements are yeah. expensive. Oh, dude, that's all I spend my money on. I spend my money on supplements and my groceries. Yeah. That's yeah. it. So this uh, is good. I'm glad that we're talking about supplements uh, because, I mean, everyone thinks that there might be a perfect supplement to take that's going to get you the body that you want or the strength that you want, and it's really a combination of things. I think. Like, I think it's important to take like a fish oil supplement. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to obviously get you know supplemental proteins, whey protein for fast absorption, casein protein for like slow release proteins for you know maybe when you're sleeping because you're constantly rebuilding muscle fibers or at school teaching right or at school teaching or whatever the case may be your body's rebuilding itself mm-hmm. after you know strenuous workout and the, the casein protein is going to get to your muscles in, in a you know over a long period of time uh, I think it's important to take some sort of creatine creatine before and after workout has shown to increase muscle mass increase mm-hmm. strength uh, keep you exercising for longer uh do you have experience with creatine monohydrate or creatine hydrochloride um, you i did think? uh for me i i i uh i stretch a lot to our kids to do creatine hcl or creatine or creatine crackline um it's it's less uh effect on your water water absorption yes that's um, what i wanted to get to i right. wanted to talk to you about that um you know creatine monohydrate is it's been around since fitness has started yeah um but unless you're you're guzzling like a gallon and a half of water every day you're, you're not going to be able to sit there and 
keep the correct water in your body to sit there and, and function the correct way. Yeah, and, I and tell, what tell, happens, people start to get intestinal issues, get right? Intestinal issues, get dehydrated, and it starts actually affecting your heart as well because your heart's a muscle. So when you pull water away from that, it stretches out a little, it stretches out a little bit. Um, I think it was 2009, maybe, we had a few kids um, actually ended up passing away. No um, shit. And, and they, they, they directed it back to create to hydrate. Now, it could be, you know, for other factors as well. Um, yeah, you never but, know maybe if they're injecting some sort right, of illegal you know exactly substances is, or but, PEDs you know, or whatever. A big thing what the doctors were talking about was was creatine monohydrate um, that they found in the kids' bodies at a higher rate um, than what they thought was pretty safe and good for them, but also they were severely dehydrated. Mm. Um, and that, you know, um, as soon as you're thirsty, you're, you're already uh, affecting your performance at, at, te- at least 10%. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tell my kids, I'm like, so if you're playing a game, you're going, 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 let's just say you soccer. I was like, if you're not hydrated before the match, like, you're already going to hurt yourself. 100%. Right? I always walk around with the water bottle in my hand. Right. And if, I've, if I don't have my water bottle with me, I feel like I, I don't have, you know, I'm missing something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I have I always, I always have it filled. I'm always drinking it. You know, I'd go to the bathroom regularly, whatever. You got to get your system going. You got to keep yourself hydrated, Correct. especially especially if you're playing sports that are intense like indoor soccer outdoor soccer playing football whatever um hitting the weights heavy doing crossfit high high glycolytic exercises mm-hmm. you need to make sure that you're mm-hmm. you're hydrated for sure um so you you said something interesting you said uh creatine hy- hydrochloride you mm-hmm. said that you you know advise your kids to take or you take yourself before and after mm-hmm. workouts yeah i've been taking creatine hydrochloride now for the last two years because it's in our it's in gym supplements mm-hmm. um and I like it. I I feel great when I'm when I use it. I you know I feel energetic. I feel like my workouts are strong. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know I notice when I I'm, it's not in when I, I don't take it you know before I work out. That's right because like it's, like it's already strong. in your body. Like and then and so that's what I tell a lot of a lot of parents sometimes most well mostly moms who are a little worried about it. I tell them I say it's already in your body. Right, right, right. Um, and it goes to like a lot of like your your joints and your ligaments to kind of keep everything going and, and keep it um, from high impact stuff. Um, or high impact activity. Sorry, I want to say stuff. Um, and Sorry, you can say unless you uh, like, uh, unless you eat meat like rare, like medium rare, like when you cook the meat that you eat, like it takes the creatine out of it. So creatine's oh in yeah, meat. right, right, and right. so well, it loses right. some proteins it, as it, it loses, gets cooked. It loses, it loses like you know, it's it's you know natural intent into, right. into what goes on um and so i tell i tell a lot of families uh, if your kid plays a sport if your kid lifts weights it's like creatine helps them it's going to help their yeah. body bounce back and, sure. and stay where it needs to stay and stay um so that's why i love creatine yeah. um HCO, hydrochloric acid and um, then also too that's something that branch chain amino acids obviously BCAs, yeah. before and after workouts during. during workout right there's intra bcaa's that you can take right that has you know there's tons of data out there that says that maximizes strength muscle growth so are you you, are you guys uh like during your workout are you sipping on something like that? i'm not i know i don't typically do it i don't typically um, do it for me like i don't like a lot of my workouts right to your mouth um, right to your mouth yeah a lot of my a lot of my workouts are actually um mm, well let's say my my metcons i don't really drink water unless it's a super long one um, but those sometimes sh- I do it all the time. Short workouts that you were talking about. Yeah, short workouts. But if I have a longer workout, like I, I'm, I might be sipping on water. Um, if I'm really, if I, because you know, when you're when you've been doing this for for as long as I've been doing it, or a lot of people like Danny's been doing it, like you kind of tell your body where it's at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you definitely learn to feel what you can handle, yeah. how you're feeling during the workout, before a workout, even knowing, yeah. knowing what you can handle. I tell my kids all the time because I teach weight training class in, in a high school in a high school setting, and uh, 
about. I always tell them, learn to understand your body and how it feels during with this exercise, how much weight you're doing, how many right. reps you're doing it for, the intensity of the workout, mm -hmm. right? Understand how you're feeling right now and, you know, that'll help you in the future, I think. Right, right, exactly. You know what and I mean? That's, that's what I hear things. Like, like a lot, a lot of... Uh, a lot of high schools don't have a very extremely knowledgeable they don't uh, weight weight lifting weight mm -hmm. training teacher slash coach inside the school. Yeah, um, that's why I was here and say like places like Alabama, Texas, Florida do it right in high school. They, they invest a, over they have, there. With they that. have a strength and conditioning coach who yeah, is yeah, certified yeah. in their school. <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you have uh, you are an administrator, get a strength and conditioning coach. I know a great one, Jeremy Griffcover. Go ahead, sign me up, Jeremy Griffcover. Um, <laughs> but um, and, and and so you know for my business we. we the most important thing is teaching why, um, and and parents, you know, they keep on coming back because they know I teach why, um, the why they do it, why why it matters, and so, you know, kids start to change a little bit when they go to practice. You know, they do our warm up before practice, they do our warm up before games because our warm up gets them ready to go to do whatever they do, I'm um, going to need to do for for that day for the workout, and so once uh, once our elite athletes in our program, you know, embody that, you know, they they start to sort of change a little bit. And kind of grow into a, into a more mature athlete. Um, a shout out to Patty Ivy then, a mature athlete. I, he said it a whole lot when I was there. Um, and so that's one. Well, of the, it's true. Yeah. I mean, if you as as you your athletic performance grows, as you grow as an athlete, as a person, you really got to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. Because ultimately, you have control. You can't just listen to people all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to understand what the, you're doing. Right. Yeah. You know and what I'm saying? And that's huge because. Um, you know, I used, to, I used to hate teachers that be like, you're going to need this later. Why? Like, why am I going to need this math problem later when yeah. I'm older? Yeah. Like, I can't tell you that, but you're going to need it later. That makes no sense. I'm not going to do you this. you got to relate it to the yeah. higher piece of exactly. thinking. Exactly. Exactly. Sure. And, that's, and that's what a huge thing. I sit there, I, I, I preach on the why, um, and then all the coaches on staff, you know, I, I'm telling them, hey, look, like, we need to educate these kids because when they go to college, they're not going to be here. And so when, if they don't play a college sport, they need to be able to walk into a gym and do a workout and know exactly what the heck they're doing. Yeah. Instead of like walking around. Like I, I pride myself, you know, all the girls that have our program, we have a few that went on to college last year. I'm um, sort of freshman year and like they, they came back and they're still in shape. There's no freshman 22. There's no mm -hmm. freshman 40 or whatever is going on now. <laughs> yeah. Like whatever it is now, like they, they're still in shape and they're still like, coach, I go to the gym. I know exactly what I'm doing. I lift weights. Um, and like guys look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, great. Awesome. Uh, that, that's how we should be that's how it needs to be sure right? um and forget those negative stereotypes people just need to incorporate it in their lives yeah. regularly i just understand that exercise eating right enough sleep being around people that you like it has a high correlation with your health and your mood and how positivity, you feel yeah for sure right <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, it falls by the wayside. People get so self-absorbed in the shit that they're doing all day mm -hmm. long, whatever the case may be. I mean, they, you know, you got to provide for your family financially. It's just the way our economic system is built. So, you, you know, when people are trying to figure out that path, their health falls by the wayside and their mm -hmm. knowledge about their body and what they're putting into their bodies and lack of sleep and all that stuff. Like, it sounds so like, oh, yeah, you know. I got, I'm doing this on five hours of sleep or four hours of sleep. It's like almost a, a thing that you want to show off that, oh, yeah, I can still do this and get by with five hours of sleep. But there's information out there stating that that's so detrimental to your long-term health. Doing that, you know, doing things every mm -hmm. single day, going through mm -hmm. your day, whatever the case may be, doing stress, you know, or having stress, dealing with people. You know what I'm saying? When you're doing four hours of sleep, five hours of sleep, that is not good for your long-term health. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? I mean, I've, I've never, I mean... Besides when I was intern, I never had a real job in my life where I had to like get up, drive downtown, put on a suit, put on a 
put on like a polo or whatever. I never yeah. had a true job, but then like I've, I've always the nine to five. I've, right. I've never. I've always had like a, a a five to five to seven, then like a four to ten. <laughs> but people are like, what is that? I'm like, that? Those are training hours. Yeah. Like, that's what yeah. trainers do. Um, and, and I've been lucky enough to. I've only worked in a big corporate place for like for a year and a half when I was in college. Um, so I've always been with independent gyms or, or had my own spot, doing my own mm. thing. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a great correlation to, you know, to being happy. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't understand, like, you know, if, if like, I tell the kids this, like, you need to figure out what, what you're good at, what you're really good at, and figure out how to make money at it. Um, and so that there's a girl that um, that that I, I teach PE, I teach fitness. I think it's called fitness. Fitness yeah. at a private school um, in Hinsdale, and there's a girl there. She like collects old antique stuff, and she sells them online. Why she not? sells them online, and That's I'm like, beautiful. I, I just hopped on there, and like I saw some stuff, and I I saw people like bidding on it, and it was just like, you know, uh, like tens and hundreds of thousand dollars for stuff that she finds and she cleans up and she makes stuff with it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you probably the happiest kid in the world right now. Right. She's Hell like, yeah. she's like, what do you mean? I was like, because you're doing what you enjoy doing every day. You, you figure out a way before you graduate high school how to make money on it. And she's like, oh, I was like, yeah, that, that's all it is. Like, you figure out, what you, figure out what you're good at and make money on it. Like, I tell people all the time, if if training doesn't work out, like, I'm going to sit there and, like, be a stylist. But like, what? I was like, yeah, I, I like, I, I enjoy shopping and I enjoy matching stuff. I enjoy, like, a well-put-together person. Mm-hmm. Ah. People like people like, what do you mean? I was like, I hate people who don't, like, match. Like, <laughs> unless it's, like, universal mixed match day. Like, I hate that. Like, it's so annoying. And a lot of my friends tell me, like, I'm like, I'm like that doesn't match at all. I guess it's not, no, that doesn't match at all. And it's just, like, a, like a like different, different feel where I have. Have. Like, like oh, that, that's well put together outfit that looks good. Um, you know, I'm glad that you bring that up because that topic comes up on the show a lot. Like following your passions, doing your thing like that. I, I preach the same thing that you do in my school. You know, like I tried to encourage the kids to figure out what the thing is that they like and to try new things. Mm-hmm. Like, don't stop at one thing. Like, maybe you're good at this or good at that. Like, give it a shot. You don't know until you mm-hmm. you try. I think a lot of people, they don't try enough things. Right. right exactly. You know, um, but yeah, that's that's great to hear kids like that like following their dreams following their passions or just like doing something that's purposeful right mm-hmm. she's she's got her own little thing where she's taking you know what, what did you say it was it's antiques though. antiques like, and, and, and you know fancy, and yeah. reselling it making a little bit little business off yeah, of that she's you got, know? she got the eye for it you know yeah. yeah she has to have some education too like she's got to know what she's when she sees something she's got to know hey that's you know it's some, like, something like she's like sometimes like picks it up and it's like it's something I'm a researcher and she researches she's exactly like, right. her mind like works so differently and it's fantastic fantastic and mm-hmm. it's like it's like it's 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 like nice like talking to someone who's you know, who's a senior in high school who like who you know who takes time to educate herself on a lot of sure. different things going on not just sure. school Dude, there's a crazy thing i just read the other day that there's a six-year-old kid um doing reviews for toys on youtube so like his parents go out and buy him toys and he starts talking on youtube like about the toys makes 11 million dollars a year yeah. yeah wow man but like they're like they're saying like how, how like six crazy it old. is like it's like a company like let's say anywhere from uh, what's what is it what's what's a toy company uh, I'm almost say Gerber what's not a toy company but Mattel yeah Mattel like yeah. like they're like okay cool we have no idea if this toy is gonna be great because we're adults making toys mm-hmm. let's send it to this kid and, and give him give him like five hundred thousand dollars to sit and review and be like oh this is dumb because of this isn't this all right cool we'll fix it and then we're gonna sell a crap ton of more crap ton more of it and exactly, it's like yeah. oh ta da it's like this Easy. is fantastic this got, is yeah. awesome yeah like, you got little kids watching a kid talk about it and they get excited they're like yeah, hey he's like he likes it i want it too so it's like it's fan, and the only thing i don't like honestly the only thing i don't like is like these like 
fake Instagram models or like fake Insta- like I got, you know, I get it I'm cool with that like because like hey you make money based on clicks and you sit there and like promote stuff but it's like hey like promote stuff with like a little bit of clothes on like just a little <laughs> bit please like but then you're not gonna look at it true I agree I <laughs> like people just like repost it or like like it or like send it like I'm like. All right, cool. That makes sense. I get it. Like, hey, get down how you live. Make your money. Like, I, I get it. I understand it. Because, you know, my backup backup is a Chippendale dancer. So, like, <laughs> I'm making a whole lot of money I'm doing learning that. so much about you <laughs> yeah. now. That was our uh, high school gym teacher, wasn't he? Huh? Chippendale? I have no idea. No? <laughs> I have no idea Pretty what you're sure talking I, about. I, right. I can t- I mean, I'm going to ask my brother. He's still at the school. I, hey, man. <laughs> I, I say that. I tell people all the time. It's like... I was like, besides b- besides stripper, tripping out dancers make a whole lot of money. Like, a whole lot of money. Yeah. Hey, man, if that's what you love to do and you want to dance and you want to show your thing and you're making a ton of money. I mean, I'm sure the comp- competition to be an actual chip They're not broke, dance. so whatever. Like, they, they're rich. They have a whole lot of money. Like, yeah. But, it's Jared, it's not just about the money. It's about doing things that you like doing. True. And but then like, you make the money. Do you like to dance? I like to dance. There I, you I go. Don't dude, you like happen. to dance, dude? Yeah. I like to dance too, bro. Yeah, I got a dancing good. partner now. But there's right. a he, he might be good at it though. <laughs> Hi, man. Whatever, good. I just I, like to bust a move. I don't give a shit. Yeah, dance you know? is fun time. We have a that's, Yeah, that's great. That's great. Oh man, I'm learning so much about you. All right, so hold on. There's some. What else we are, we're gonna cover? So uh, we were talking supplements before we got yeah. to yeah. off track. Let's get back to that. Um, what other supplements do you like to take uh, regularly? I take, uh, on a regular right now, I take a uh, rhodiola extract supplement and a uh, adrenal gland supplement. Mm. Um, what are the, the purposes of those? The rhodiola is good for like mental mental health, um, like focus. Oh, like a nootropic. Like, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, um, I take a nootropic too. Yeah. I take Alpha Brain. That's from Onnit okay. too. Plant-based nootropic, two double-blind studies at Boston University. Hey, you're trying to get rep by Onnit, aren't you? Look at you. Look at you trying Dude, I, <laughs> I, I've said that on the podcast before. Yeah. I yeah. love their products, man. That's awesome. I love their products, and if you know, you know, hopefully one day this, you know, this turns into something. I mean, we're working on this every single day. I love, you know, every week. I mean, I love doing this. He loves doing this. We're, you know, I love bringing people on like you and talk about this thing, these kind of things, and have a conversation. Uh, they just have good products. I like using them, and they help me. And part of my DNA is like trying to get the best out of people, and you know, trying to have them reach their potential. And if it helped me, I want to share it. Oh, you yeah. know, maybe it'll help someone like you or someone like Sabri, exactly. right? So exactly. you're taking you're taking a nootropic style. I think it's important. Uh, yes. Do you take it before you work out? Have you ever tried doing uh, that? I just take it in the morning. In the morning, no, I take it in the morning. That's typically uh, what I do too. Yeah, I take it in the morning, and it, it kind of helps me. I, I I feel a difference when I don't take it. Um, just like dealing with life's stuff for um, sure people people are like well like you're i'm usually upbeat smiling if i'm having a bad day you know i'm having a bad day but like i'm cool in group settings so people are like like jared's having a bad day yeah you can tell like I'm, i wear my heart in my sleeve i don't really care if you know yeah but like dealing with a lot of just this, this is stuff like I, I try and just like helps me just like keep everything clear um, and then stay in my, my right right state of mind. Um, the adrenal gland, um, my, my coach who progressed for me actually gave it to me about a few weeks ago. Um, it kind of helps basically just restarting everything because I've never taken anything before like that before. He researched it for like two months. And Interesting. Then he kind of gave it to me. He's like, hey, like you were telling me like you just kind of feel blah. I, I, I had six weeks. Um, so like two weeks ago before that, like six weeks of like blah workouts work. I did it and it's like I got nothing out of that workout and I hate that. Like I, I love improving on something every workout. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every I, workout you want to make sure you do I an want, extra rep or do a little bit more weight extra on this. Rep, but it's like I want like 
when I go into it, so like, like I, you know, the CrossFit Opens, it's the first stage of, of, of making it to the games coming up, and I really want to sit there and, and, you know, be on top of this year. Every year I go into it somewhat healthy and I get injured during it, so like, I, I really want to kind of fine tune it. And, and Is that something you want to do, go to and compete in CrossFit games? I don't know yet. I haven't decided. Like, I've, I've been doing CrossFit for a little over, like, three and a half, four years now. Um, I just got started into Olympic lifting. Um, I did my first strongman competition. I lost that by one point. I'm pissed, by the way. Don't Dude, I'll about. tell you, man. When you Damn. when like a, the mindset of an athlete comes in and does you know more shit like that, whether it's yeah. a CrossFit competition or whether they're trying to compete in another area or it's whatever like, the case may be, like I think you have some sort of talent, some sort of mindset that could poss- possibly make a dent into that. Don't you think? Thanks. Yeah, but I have to like lose like 40 pounds. Those guys weigh like 200 pounds. That sucks. you can do that. All right, let's, uh, let's yeah. bring. I'll bring it back to this next topic here. Let's talk about the consumption of refined sugar and carbohydrates in general. Yeah, that's my weakness. That's your weakness. That's my weakness. So um, I've been, I'll tell you. So from uh, January last year, nationals last year, maybe a little bit before when we were training in December, we were yeah. doing indoor or whatever, uh, I was 221, 221, 222. Sometimes I would fluctuate to 225. That was the heaviest I've ever been in my yeah, life. But I would I just, tell. I would just eat whatever, right? In I'll fact, get, get, you can tell. Yeah. In fact, dude, I, I just watched a video today. It was a year ago. We were kicking at the McCook place last mm-hmm. year and it was, you know, field goal. You were filming. Remember this? You were yeah. filming. Ball went through. You're like, oh yeah, my ass was massive. <laughs> it's just, it's just way too big for a guy's ass. Ass, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, two twenty-five at five foot nine—that's not acceptable, Doesn't right? Work right? But I was eating whatever I wanted, anytime I wanted. You know, I'd wake up and have like an egg with, um, you know, a, a piece of toast or like an English muffin already. You know, carb inside my, you know, in my bloodstream, insulin spike, boom. Then at lunchtime, you know, maybe I have some potatoes with, you know, a piece of meat. Again, you know insulin spike uh and then later at night some sort of carb with you know my my meat or whatever the case may be maybe some dessert i would eat whatever the fuck you know pizza whatever um so now i changed it from january to now i've been really really conscious of how much sugar i've been consuming on a day-to-day basis and it started out really easily like i started you know 200 grams of sugar a day total carbohydrates from fruit carbohydrates from pasta breads potatoes um i didn't count fiber like any i didn't count vegetables vegetables have always been unlimited right you know that's that's food for your gut um but i was really conscious of that and little by little i started dropping weight and then i started doing this time restricted eating where i would eat only in a 10 hour period and fast for like 12 to 14 hours and then i really started to see like Mm -hmm. a drop in fat loss and now you know i guess from it took me to like it took me to about August where I got under 200 pounds. And from August to about now, you know, I've been fluctuating between like, one, you know, 200, 199, 197, depending on the day, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but much leaner and still the same strength numbers. So mm-hmm. like I can deadlift 495, bench about 315, um, you know, like decent numbers. That's unheard of for a kicker, by the way. Three fifteen bench. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're probably like one thirty-five. There, there are there are definitely some kickers out there there's nowadays that are that are yeah. pretty freaking jacked. No, I mean, I mean my, my favorite kicker right now is King. So I love King for the reason. Marquette yeah, King, yeah, dude, he is killing. the man. Yeah, putting bring bring swag to the special. He right really there. does. Yeah. Like he puts some style. That man, <laughs> and then he can punt the ball too. Yeah. He is a punter, man. That ball soars up there. Yeah, so ninety-yard nice. punts, coffin corner. Yeah, he's the man. But back. I mean, back to so um, I said my weakness is is sugar is 
Uh, it's it's so bad too. And I, I blame my dad for that one. One of one of the things I don't like that he gave me. Um, I have like the major. I have the worst sweet tooth. And like holiday time, it's like the worst. It's well, you're like, pro- you're addicted to sugar. You've probably been a sugar burner your entire life. Yeah, that's the thing. Like like um, it's um, man. I, if my wife's here, she'll get so mad. I forget this book. Um, it's like <laughs> it's like um, brain something. It's it's a book. That's a huge book to read. And she read part of it to me, but it talks about gluten. Um, but a portion of the book talks about sugar and how addicting it is. And oh, yeah. people are like, Wait, what? Like, but like gluten and sugar are very, very addicting. And like back when our grandparents were here, um, you know, cooking everything they do, some grandparents do, my, grandparents, my grandmother still makes stuff in a scratch. Like there's no gluten in it because everything's from scratch. So it's like fresh, ready to go, boom. Like that's all the farmer's markets because everything's a lot fresher right, for right. Um, So that's like addicting. And like it's, once you have a little bit of it, like your brain spikes. And like I went on a, I went on a 30 day like sugar free kick and it was the hardest thing of my life. And like day five, like I felt like I was addict. I had that shakes and I was tremors and like stay away from me. Like don't like leave me alone. Like like hmm. by by day ten, it was I was like okay. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end of it, I was like I feel pretty good and I feel a little more. I feel a lot more energy. I feel confident. Like now, what confident. were you eating besides? So you, you you eliminated sugar, but so like what types of foods were you eating? Literally, the only thing I had was I only had was meats and like vegetables. That was it. Meats and vegetables. Meats and vegetables. Was it like I, I didn't have my protein shake because I had sugar in it. I was like Ugh. I was I was on edge for the first five days. Like I was like I can't have anything. This sucks. This is horrible. Yeah. Um. And so all I had was meats and sugar. So like salads was just like just like lettuce. Yeah. And like they're like, oh, we can put like we can put some like uh, cranberries in it. Like, no, you can't. Like that sugar in it. Like, yeah. I, like once well, some fruits are super high in sugar. Although you're getting antioxidants and yeah. a bunch of bunch of fiber from fruit, it still will, will cause an insulin spike for sure. And and once that little bit gets into you, like it will want to find more. And it's and it's, it's yeah. almost on the same line as like uh, crack, crack cocaine. It is. Mm-hmm. And people are like what? I mean, like, the exact same areas in your brain light up when sugar yep. and crack cocaine. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. Have you ever seen the the documentary Fed Up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they they talk about how sugar is eight times more addicting co- than cocaine. But let's let's let's. I want to talk about this on my podcast because I know I haven't talked about this. So back in the nineteen fifties, sugar companies bribed scientists basically to, to say lie. they yeah to, they, lie. to lie and say that saturated fat, unsaturated fat were the causes of you know these chronic metabolic diseases, heart disease, diabetes, obesity. Right when really in all reality, it's the sugar that the causes sugar. Right. inflammation and causes heart disease, causes type two diabetes, causes. Obesity and, and all those things, but what what did that do? From the 1950s on, it created generation after generation this this stigma or this misinformation that saturated fat is bad. Horrible. You know what I mean? Right. So like, there's people right now that will just eat egg whites, you know, and really monitor like how much sodium they're getting, but right. not think twice about the cereal they're eating right. or their orange juice that they're drinking or the lean cuisines that they're eating. Right. Yeah, I remember, you know what I mean? I remember people were saying between like regular Coke and Diet Coke, Diet Coke is just full of sodium, right? It's yeah. Compared well, to regular Coke. Well, I guess the aspartame in Diet Coke has, like, has, has diet soda is actually better it, for you. It tastes different. It's better for you. No, it's not. It's, it's worse for you. I'm telling you diet Coke. Well, see, that's what I've been told that diet yeah, is worse for it you. It is. It is. Like it, it's well, really, it's really inflammatory in the gut, dude. I oh, was yeah, just listening. Yeah, in the gut it is. It's horrible. But like when it comes down to the sugar side of it, like some companies don't use aspartame. Some companies use like a different, it's like weird. Some companies what they use. Um, but I, I know a few sodas like, 
like Mountain Dew's horrible for you. I thought like Diet Mountain Dew is better for you. I yeah, was like, the okay, machine whatever, loves fucking right, Mountain Dew. I used to. I was a Mountain Dew addict. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I was. Yeah, I mean, I I have Mountain Dew from time to time, and that's my that's my thing. Like I I love like root beer. Root beer is my thing. So yeah. like, if I see root beer, it's like. I'm fighting every urge in my body to not yeah. get it. So if I don't get it, like, I pat myself on the back and I'm see, like, I'm not I'm a, I'm not a sweets person, but Mountain Dew was my thing. Yeah, oh my I'm God. off that. I'll thank God. Yeah, put you on yeah. smoking, which we'll cover another day. Yeah, different day. It's different okay, day. dude. Well, like, what are, what are your thoughts on the keto diet? Then I think if you went on some sort of like high fat, low sugar diet and moderate protein, I think you would be a fucking animal. I think it would really affect you in a, in a so nice I way. Did, I did. Um, so there was one stint this year. I was back to my weight. I was close to my weight when I started CrossFit. So the reason why I got into CrossFit, so like when I when I came back from Jacksonville, um, no, so like when I, everything was over with the Raiders, um, like I was just like just like just lifting, 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 lifting heavy, like staying like I'm staying in shape. Yeah, I'm on a treadmill, like walking and incline. You know, I'm I'm staying pretty good, nothing crazy. And I'll do a few sprints there, but if you put me on a football field, I'll probably pass out in five minutes. Um, and I stepped on a scale one day, like I broke down. I said two ninety nine. I was like, oh my god. Holy I was like, shit. no. How no. tall are you? Six three? Like no, I'm six foot. Like just six. over six foot. Oh. So like when I said two ninety nine, like, I was just like, oh my god. Like I, I was terrified. I was nerve wracking. And I was like talking to a few people, and like that day, I was like researching different stuff, like what can I work out to do. I'm not paying for a trainer because I'm a freaking trainer. Like right. it's horrible. Right. Like training kids, I can still move and I still do everything. I never really got tired, so I'm like, why am I this big? And like I'm not that tired. Then um, also, also I'm like I was like, oh, CrossFit. I'm gonna look it up, do some research. That oh, just makes sense. Okay. Like the high makes, intensity, yeah, hitting the weights, this running. Makes sense. The, yeah. the, the the competitive mindset of it, where like I'm I'm always going against myself every day, but I can I can gauge myself against somebody else who's been doing it for a while because I know I'm gonna try and like compete with that person. I'm like, all right, I didn't beat them, but did I get better for myself today? Like, yeah, I got better today. Um, and so you know, what was it? See, it was after it opened, I landed again, messed with my knee. Um, that's why you didn't see me the first few weeks when we came back and we started started season. Um, and I stepped on a scale. It was like it was like two ninety two. I was like, oh my god, I was terrified. And so researching different stuff to start and help out. I was like, I was like, yeah, hey, I'm not, I, don't, I don't hate calling them diets. I call them those lifestyle changes. Yeah, well, that's what technically uh-huh. what it is. Yeah, right. And, and so right. the, the the keto one was was a huge one. And I started that one. You know, started increasing my fats. It's hard, man. And it's it's rough. It's hard. It's hard and and. You know, slowly but surely, I went from like two ninety two, and all of a sudden, like, I, like within like three weeks, I dropped down to to like to two eighty. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I got down to like two seventy five, and I was like, okay, this is really really weird because yeah. I've never dropped weight that fast before. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like in college, I went from I went from two two fifty down to two twenty five because like it was a high intensity. It was a crazy thing that our nutritionists wanted me to do because they wanted me a certain weight. Didn't work out the right way they wanted. I felt like a weak little weak little prick on a football field so they put me back up to like 235 240 when i was here and played um but it was like the only time i dropped that much weight that fast without even recognizing it then my people like oh my god you look you look great you look skinny how much do you weigh i don't know how much scale it's like oh my god i'm i'm 268 right now like this is that's almost the same the same story (laughs) that happened to me man i started losing weight little by little it's i'm telling you sugar Refined carbohydrates, they cause that inflammatory response. And when you mm-hmm. when you stop that, your body just loses that much water, yeah. technically. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and then, you know, you start getting the energy and the mental clarity and you don't get any crashes because all you're eating is, you know, 
good sources of fat. You're not getting insulin spikes. You're not feeling that crash around four o'clock. You know, I've been up since five o'clock in the morning. It's what time is it now? Almost eight o'clock. And I don't know. I feel like we can talk a little bit more about this, man. We can talk here for another few more hours about this shit. I'll sit here and talk all day with you. Uh, (laughs) I'm serious. And then, okay, so I'll tell you something interesting and this might benefit you. I came across, so the keto and, and I have I haven't been doing keto because I've been indulging a little bit I more it, by the way but it's okay yeah. yeah well I've been eating a little bit more sugar throughout my week um, I just feel like it helps in my workouts a lot more when I'm really like low on sugar my I, I notice that my workouts suffer a lot so I'll, I'll share this with you I came across what's called the anabolic diet mm-hmm. and uh, the anabolic diet is basically that keto style of eating for five days and then for two days Let's say Monday through Friday, it's really, Monday through Thursday, it's really restrictive in how much sugar you're getting. Friday, Saturday, there's no holds barred. You can eat anything that you want, tacos, pizza, you know, beer, candy, to spike those glycogen levels again, spike the rebuilding process, really enhance muscle protein synthesis, and then once Sunday comes back around, you're really strict back on that high fat, low sugar diet, and maybe like... At most, 50 to 75 grams a day of of sugar allowed. Okay. allowed. Yeah. And then you keep that consistent. Um, you get your sugar fixes two, two days out of the week. Right. You're, you're, you're okay. You're, refu- you're, you're refueling your glycogen stores because they're so low throughout your week. Now, this only works, I think, really well if you're doing workouts like you're doing. Right. You know, CrossFit style, high-intensity workouts. Like, I don't like to consider my workouts CrossFit, but they're definitely intense. I'll do, like, a push-pull day where it's, like, bench, and then right after, it's row. But it's heavy. It's, like, you know enough to where I'm fatiguing eight reps and then I go to six reps and then five and then five and then four and then four and then by the time I get to three, two, one, I'm done, you know, but it's back to back bench row and then I'll go somewhere else and I'll do maybe like incline dumbbells and then like dumbbell single arm row or maybe like um, dips and weighted pull-ups, you know, back to back, no rest. And then once like the actual supersets over, I'll rest for like two minutes or so, right. you know? So they're not CrossFit style workouts. I'll do the same thing with lower body. Um, I really like interval training on a bike or like a rower. I don't have access to a rower. I love interval <laughs> on that, but it's like, it's very, like I said, low impact and get your heart rate sky high. Um, I really found a lot of uh, benefit to uh, like 30 seconds all out sprints and then like getting yourself back to 100% within like two minutes or a minute and a half and then doing that like five to eight times in a workout or so, you know? And I just take a separate day just to do like a bike, eight miles on a bike Mm -hmm. or something like that. Uh, What are your thoughts on yoga? I love yoga. I was part of uh, Bikram Yoga in college. Um, Now just being a uh, father of three and your kids are gorgeous, by the way. Thanks. All three of them. I appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate very. Paid my butts every day, but they're doing their job. Dude, charismatic <laughs> kids, man. I saw them at the one tournament. They're great. Yeah, they're hilarious. Um, anyway, but, yoga. Uh, but yoga is. I, I I enjoy yoga. I love yoga. I, I preach lots of yoga. Having a good instructor. You know, there's there's different types. There's different type of instructors that understand. Some are saying the body more. Um, sure. So it's, like, it's nice having a, that instructor who understands sure. the athletic body. Some are more personable too. Like right. create that warm and, and cozy yeah. environment. In the yeah. class, which I think is super important. Yeah, so it's very relaxing. Kind of, kind of, kind of sets everything back to center. Um, like I used to do yoga all the time on Sundays, kind of giving back to ground zero. Yeah. Before we're gonna go into a re- really crazy week in college of like of uh, you know getting into game week preparation, all that fun jazzy For stuff sure. we do all week, every For week. Sure. That's was nerve wracking, but um, I think yoga is it's it's a huge staple. I tell I tell a lot of people. I mean, if you have the ability to sit there and be a part of one, even if it's just once a week, go. 
Go do it. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I'm trying to do it once a week now. Yeah. I've been so doing it once a week for the last three weeks now. Yeah. So if you can do it once a week, it's go. It, it really just like resets your body and helps your body just like relax. Yeah. Um, definitely. It's a different style. I mean, even like massage, like massage therapy. Um, like I, I, I'm uh, like I, I tell people time if you get a massage once, twice a month, that's really going to help you kind of like uh, enhance your fitness. Um, enhance basically your life as well too because it's sure. part of relaxing. Sure. Um, what do you think about float tanks or sensory deprivation? You I've, I've yet to be in one. I want to try one. You got to do it. I'm kind of nervous because like I don't want to drown. You won't drown. You're gonna float. There's a lot of Epsom salt in there. You'll I'm float. Kind of big man. Just yeah, you are. But you, dude, you're gonna. F- it's it's really like it's a foot high. You're but, not gonna drown. Yeah, you never know, man. <laughs> but I'll tell you, dude. You got to try it. It's awesome. Uh, I mean, the where your mind goes with this. I mean, your body completely relaxes. Your mind detaches. I felt like a sense of like disconnect from my body. I felt like I wasn't my body. It was really weird. Uh, you get into some deep thought. Um, it's very relaxing. I think it's super um, anti-inflammatory, mm-hmm. super relaxing. Uh, great experience. I did it only twice. I want to keep doing it. It is expensive, though. Yeah, it is expensive. It's super expensive. Group on, get a group on. You gotta get a group on. That's <laughs> for sure. On. That's for sure. Um, okay, so that's that. We covered yoga. We covered that. And the last thing I want to talk to you about is as we close this. Uh, so Sabri and I have been doing this meditation challenge for the last thirty days, and this uh, this came about because Sabri smokes excessively, and like the whole thing I was talking to you about earlier. Like with, when you learn to meditate, you learn to focus on your breath. You learn to keep your focus on your breath and not let other thoughts get inside your head. And I think by developing that habit, like you can create your own situations and you can really control your mind, especially when like you get too emotional in one area or when you're having certain cravings as for like for cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was like the whole thing behind it. Um, what are your thoughts on meditation? Do you meditate? Do you think it's important, especially to like a little bit different? Um, we call it breathing exercises. Yeah, so, for sure. That's exactly so, what they are. So big macho man <laughs> doesn't understand it's meditation. Um, you know, it's uh, I love box breathing. I mean, so it's a it's a four count. It's a four count inhale, four count hold, four count exhale, four count hold. Um, it's really very really challenging when you first do it. I've heard about um, that. I've never done but, that. But it's 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 you know it's, it's it's another meditation kind of thing. Um, another form of box breathing where it's a four count inhale, two count exhale, four count, two count. Um, there's different ones that you know while you're in while you're in activity in sport. Um, but it's uh, you know a term they use for for sports is is um, like you know mental conditioning. Um, yeah. It's a form of meditation that like people don't understand. Like they used to call it, they used to name it something else, and it's mm-hmm. it's training your mind to stay positive. Um, I was actually I was actually talking to my wife today about it because she had a really challenging workout and she just kind of like. Once the snowball, once once the snowball grew into like a big L, like it just like once it got formed, like it just grew bigger. And um, you know, me finishing my workout next to her is just I was just pointing to my head, and um, like she kind of like went off the went off the deep end a little bit. She said, "What the f does that mean?" I was like, <laughs> I, was like "I was like, you need to stay like positive." Like it, um, like she was sick for two months. Um, I, I, it was like a foreign mono or something like that. Where she, she, she's finally back to herself. She's like high energy. Like she's a, if you like if you know her, she's a high energy person. So like her working out, she's like that's her thing. The gym, mm-hmm. and um, she was really, really 
um, struggling in today's workout. No, I program for her, so I make her workouts. I purposely made today's nice. workout tra- like challenging because like I needed to see where she was at mentally and also physically. But I knew like she wasn't gonna do the time she wanted because she was out for two months. Right, you know, right, she's right. one of those people that like I don't care if I'm out for two years. I'm gonna step back in the gym. I'm gonna kill it. I'm like awesome. But like <laughs> when, when something goes wrong, what do you do? Do you break down and everything else goes wrong? Or are you able to sit there and stop? Compose yourself, rethink positively, mm-hmm. kind of get you back to that to that to that mental space, and then continue on the workout because everything's not going to go the way you plan. If you do like that's then that's a the perfect workout. But that happens probably once every three four months having a perfect workout. Um, and it, I, I told her it, it took me three years at University of Missouri to like get it. You know, and they they like you're. Right now, so Alabama, University of Oklahoma, LSU, um, the Warriors, the USA men's and women's track team, China, China Olympic team, um, Olympic team um, uses uses everything. We're I was we we're blessed to have a Dr. Rick McGuire, uh, who's a sports psychologist, um, like on staff at University of Missouri. Um, now he goes around and speaks, and there's there's a master's program that. So all those teams are what they're doing some sort of they're pre- doing like positive you know like mental conditioning you know, yeah getting yeah, the right, mind okay. back to reset so it's the breathing it's to positive affirmations it's to For sure it's to life in general like right. when you were saying how things don't go right all the time how are you going to comp- you going to compose yourself or are you going to quit right. you're going to cry are you going to break down like i mean you've probably been in meetings where like you know the superintendent or other principal sure. yelling at betsy and betsy starts crying oh bull betsy like sure. really like are you going to start you going to start crying now like yeah and you know i've i have athletes come in i'm like look Today's workout's gonna kill you, like not not like literally, but like yeah. it's gonna break you. At least try to break you, right? Like, and you got to make sure that break you, you control your yourself. In yeah, this moment. and so those are days where a lot of parents, you know, they they're like my my son and daughter leaves whatever session, like whatever program they have, like either preseason or coming right out of season, they leave prepared like not just for sport but for life like they're so confident you know all my athletes are like all my athletes in uh like eighth grade some eighth grades have finals but like high school they're going through finals right now i have some freshmen mm-hmm. they're like coach what do we do i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa we trained for this right they're like you're right okay i'm gonna relax i was like hey come work out get a good workout in go home stay a little bit go to sleep you know, and we have posters up talking about like, hey, look, don't skip training because you have finals. Finals, right. like, like train, like your workout is very crucial and important to your daily routine. Like, don't change right. it up. I was, I was like, look, study for a little bit, take a thirty minute nap. But like sleeping, taking naps is very crucial to that. I was like, so getting in the right state of mind and understanding and educating a lot of the kids on, on the importance of what we do and why we do it, and then don't change your routine. Like, it, like, like, like it's, if you want to change it up, habit, man. Right, yeah, if you want to change it up, then we, let's change it up, but let's change it in a positive way, not a negative way. And then, you know, let's, let's be positive in our mindset. Let's, let's slow our breathing down. A lot of kids don't understand how to breathe. A lot of kids, are, we, we get the dog, <laughs> right, like right. dog yeah, breathing. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's breathe in through our nose, out through our nose. And everyone's like, wait, what? I'm like in through our nose, out through our nose. Cause closing our mouth comes everything in our body and we stay still. And people are like, oh, I'm like, yeah, that's meditation. Like, wait, what? I'm like, that's meditating. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like, you're actually meditating, but we don't call it that because it's not cool. Like, Interesting. it's not a cool thing for kids to meditate. It's not a cool thing for big, bad NFL players to meditate. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, because well, it's got that stupid stigma. But now once we realize the power of it, really, right. you know, what it can do in the gym, what it can do in the field, what it can do in our lives, and how it could affect us in a positive way, I think people will look at it with a different viewpoint and right. understand that we can all benefit from some sort of meditation. Um, and I, 
I guess just to close this out, dude, like that's like that, that story you, you said, like we can all learn a lot from exercise mm-hmm. and we could apply the principles of exercise, the hard work, the accountability, the discipline, the having goals, all that stuff can be applied to everyday life, no matter what life you live, no matter who you are, no matter what culture you come from, no matter what, you know? So those principles I think tr- are transferable people like you need to teach those kids so that they can pass it on and pass it on so that hopefully one of these days we can have you know just a, a more peaceful educated world mm-hmm. that helps one another and Edu- that's all we're trying to do like that like the educated world yeah, yeah an educated world you know yeah. what i'm saying so dude thanks for coming on this was a hell of a podcast yeah. a hell of a conversation no, it was everything it. that i thought it would be times 10 thank you um thank you thank you for coming so where so what's your gym called where can people find you if they <clears> want to get in touch it's with crossfit you? iron flag it's in westmont illinois next to uh, oak brook if you go to oak brook mall you can you can find us really like five minutes from there okay it's a crossfit gym i'm also i write right out of there as well too we do a lot of athletic performance for all of our athletes so we train adults but we also train college high school junior high kids so bring us your kids and make them to the best they can are you be. on Facebook or Instagram with that uh, on Facebook so you can like Crossfit Iron Flag um, you, can, you can also look up uh, uh, Instagram Crossfit Iron Flag for as well too so yeah so I'm Jared Kelly Kelly Melissa the owners um, I guess I'm the owner by marriage which is pretty cool but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, if Crossfit they, Iron Flag yep Crossfit in, Iron Flag in, in Westmont West yeah Westmont awesome people listen go to that Jared is a hell of a guy very knowledgeable hell of an athlete mm-hmm. um, do it again thank you for coming you're the man yeah, thank you no, I appreciate, I appreciate it, it. You. Machine you want to close us out with some music yes sir let's do it see you guys see you guys episode number 20 Down the Machine listen on iTunes listen on SoundCloud love all of you peace <laughs> light em up light em up tell me where you are tell me where you are So close